1: Locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Jarco, flying solo on this episode. That you can find everything that David Harrison and I are doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Bucks at jarco underscore bucks, at d harrison eighty two and at Bucks underscore Nation. Would like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you are a new listener, please make sure you hammer that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined. It really helps us out, and it helps other Buccaneers fans find the show. Got quite a few things to talk about on today's episode. We are going to talk about the Gerald McCoy stuff coming up in segment three. In segment two... That's right. I got another soapbox to get on, but I think uh, pretty much all of you are going to agree with me on what's going on there. But we are going to kick things off with some NFL news about the salary cap situation. So for that, we are going to turn to some audio from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport before we dive in a little bit.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the people I've talked to today, Andrew, everyone seems to be in the same situation. Like, what are you hearing? What do you think the cap's going to be? There's a lot of that, and then there's a lot of nothing doing until. That's basically the situation around the NFL. There's a couple things, a couple cuts, like Carlos Dunlap you mentioned, Bobby Massey not being, uh, not returning to the Bears and other, but really everyone is just waiting for the NFL and the NFLPA to set the salary cap, and there's a very good reason why. The franchise tag deadline tomorrow at 4 p.m. That's when we need to know which players are tagged and which ones are not. For some players, it's a no-brainer. The cap doesn't matter either way. But for a bunch of the players, the cap actually matters. And whether a tag is going to be, say, 12 million or 13 million, that actually matters in the big formula. So most teams are waiting, except for the Broncos, Tom, who tagged Justin Simmons already, most teams are waiting to see what the actual numbers are are going to be. And and there's so much that goes into this math problem as DeMora Smith has turned it from projections for next year, how many fans are going to be in the stands, all of those things. Everybody would just like a number. If not, the tag deadline could be pushed back just a couple days.
0: That's right. As you are listening to this, the tag deadline is supposed to be today. We would be finding out if the Buccaneers were going to franchise tag Chris Godwin, which has been widely reported, or if they were going to look to tag Shaquille Barrett for the second year in a row. But a lot of these teams cannot make this decision until they have a cap number. It was rumored that the cap figure was going to come out on Monday. That did not happen as of this recording. I'm going to go ahead and assume that it's not going to happen before this episode publishes. But hey, you never know. Sometimes these guys are grinding the uh, the midnight oil there. But the Buccaneers are in a situation where they are going to have to pinch every penny It's already been widely reported also that they're looking at an extension for Tom Brady to free up even more cap space. Chris Godwin's franchise tag number is going to be somewhere around $16 million. That's a lot of money to tie up into a wide receiver, If you don't know what your cap number is going to be, it's going to be even more expensive for Shaq Barrett because he gets that additional percentage for being tagged two years in a row. So I think that's going to be an avenue that the Buccaneers avoid, but you're talking about eating up more than half of the Buccaneers available cap space to franchise tag Chris Godwin when you still have a Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Dominican Sue, potentially Antonio Brown, potentially Leonard Fournette. You still have Ryan Suckup, who's a free agent. You have a lot of guys that you need to try to bring back. Tying up that much of the cap space into one player is going to be huge. So the faster these teams get these numbers, the better off they're going to be. But we're already seeing some of these big names get moved. You're going to see even more big names get moved. Diana Rossini of ESPN said that this week was going to be a massacre of all of these high-priced, starting-caliber players because teams need money. We're going to see a lot of big names signing one-year deals to try to cash in next year during free agency when there have been fans in the stands and there is more league revenue and a higher cap number, a lot of these players are not going to sign these big long-term deals with teams that, frankly, don't have any money right now. So we're going to see a lot of short-term deals, a lot of one-year deals for guys going out, maybe chasing after a ring, whether that's in Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City, Indianapolis... you know all of these all these teams that can be contenders that have some money to spend. We're going to see some of these, you know, starting caliber free agents signed for places like that. You still have New Orleans who is trying desperately to get under the cap. They're restructuring guys. They're letting guys go. I mean, arguably one of the best, if not the best punter in the NFL, Thomas Morstead. He was let go by the New Orleans Saints strictly as a cap move. So. The faster teams get these numbers, the better. Something to look for as the day goes on is whether or not that franchise tag deadline does get moved strictly because teams don't know what kind of money they are working with. I can tell you this, though. I know what kind of money I'm working with, and I'm trying to turn that into even more money with our friends over at Bet Online a g bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the nba college basketball and nhl are in full swing bet online even covers awards television shows and reality television with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Again, promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. I'm jumping up on my soapbox coming up in segment two here, of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Betting on sports doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I messaged David earlier on Monday because I wasn't planning on doing this. I don't I, I don't look forward to getting on my soapboxes, but sometimes things happen and they require soapbox stances. So I texted David earlier, and I said, well, looks like I have a soapbox to get on on my solo episode. And he said, don't tell me. I'm going to listen. I'm going to find out. But I would be stunned if he agreed with my Donovan Smith soapbox, backed me up there, and then didn't agree with me on this one because this is is quite possibly one of the most asinine things that I have come across. I realize it's rumor season. I realize that, you know, outlets are looking for things to talk about, things to write about, things to cover. But this, this makes no sense at all. All right, let's dive into it. According to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Buccaneers are... allegedly interested in bringing in Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. So this comes from Bleacher Report, who is quoting Adam Schefter on his appearance on ESPN Get Up. I looked for the video. I couldn't find it. I wanted Schefter's exact words on here. Could not find it. So this is based off of the report over at Bleacher Report where they say, quote, Pairing Odell Beckham Jr. with Tom Brady seems like fun on paper, but we would be tougher to pull off in real life because of the salary cap. ESPN's Adam Schefter reported Monday on GetUp that Brady, quote, might want the three-time Pro Bowler, but it would be, quote, challenging to fit a wide receiver in at that number on top of everything else they're trying to get done there End quote. Now ESPN's Jeff Darlington also reported a little you know very shortly after the Super Bowl that a blockbuster trade that everyone should keep an eye on would be the Bucks making a deal for Odell Beckham Jr. Now I get it. Odell Beckham Jr. can be a flashy player. He had that one cool catch that one time. But let's take a look at this real quick. He is in year three of five of his current contract, which was five years, $90 million. In 2021, he is due $15.75 million with a cap hit of $15.75 million and $12.71 million in dead cap. 2022, $15 million plus a $15 million cap hit. And then in 2023, $15 million again. Now, there's no dead cap if a team were to get rid of him following the 2021 season. But now we're getting into another territory. Let's talk about Odell Beckham Jr.'s production. In 2020, Odell Beckham Jr. played in seven games. He had 319 yards on 23 receptions and three touchdowns. He has played two full seasons in his seven-year career. Here's some injuries that Odell Beckham Jr. has had that I dug up. We're going to go all the way back to 2014 for this one. He had a hip strain, caused him to miss games. He had a hamstring tear, caused him to miss games. He had a back vertebrae bruise. He had a hamstring strain, another hip strain. A high ankle sprain caused him to miss time. Ankle fracture caused him to miss time. Quad bruise caused him to miss time. Sports hernia, a lumbar sprain, a toe sprain, and finally, in 2020, a torn ACL. So, what all of this means is the Buccaneers would have to choose, essentially, between Chris Godwin or Odell Beckham Jr., They would potentially have to choose between Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. Not only that, you have to give up draft capital to acquire Odell Beckham Jr. Now, you can call me biased if you want to. You can call me a homer if you want to. But I will take Mike Evans and I will take Chris Godwin over Odell Beckham Jr., 1 million times out of 1 million. And you can double down on that on Sundays. Let's dive a little bit further. With Odell Beckham Jr. on the field in 2020, Baker Mayfield had a 63% completion rating, 1,392 yards, averaging 199.8 per game, 15 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. After Odell Beckham left with that torn ACL, for the remainder of the season, he had a 62.5% completion percentage. He threw for 2,171 yards, a 241.2 yards per game average, had 11 touchdowns, and one interception. Baker Mayfield got better when Odell Beckham Jr. was gone. And it's not the first time that that's happened. Odell Beckham Jr. is the epitome of the word diva. He thinks the ball should always be thrown to him. And if it's not thrown to him, he's getting after his quarterback. So now his quarterback is forcing bad throws to him to try to appease his ego and as a result, it's a detriment to the team. Now, I'm not saying that Odell Beckham Jr. would have that kind of pull or power over Tom Brady, but he does not have the team first, team success mindset that we saw all these players buy into in 2020 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You saw Antonio Brown, former number one guy, taking a back seat, taking a role on this team that meant that. He was the third, sometimes fourth, sometimes fifth option. You saw OJ Howard and Cameron Brait taking a back seat to a guy who sat out for a full year. You saw Leonard Fournette come in and take a role, take a back seat to Ronald Jones. And he got frustrated with it, but he stuck it out and it paid off in the long run. Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't have that mentality. He doesn't have that trigger in his brain where he says, you know what? Maybe, maybe if I shut up and just do what I'm supposed to do and catch the ball when it happens to come my way, I might find some team success. I might find myself playing for a championship. He does not have that mentality. He can't do it. He has to be the guy. He has to be the star. He has to get all the passes thrown his way and if he doesn't, he's going to whine and cry and try to fight kicking nets. That's the kind of player that he is. You think if he comes to Tampa, he's going to be willing to take a back seat to Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or Rob Gronkowski or Scotty Miller? No. He's going to throw a tantrum, he's going to throw a fit, and in the meantime, the Buccaneers would have had to sacrifice Chris Godwin, who might be one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL, and I realize it's wild that I'm saying that, but Chris Godwin doesn't get the attention that he deserves, that he has earned, that he merits, based on what he can do on a football field, because bringing back Chris Godwin is far more than receiving statistics. It's far more than another receiving option for Tom Brady, another top-tier weapon on offense. What Chris Godwin does for this team in the running game, filling that Larry Fitzgerald role, that Heinz Ward role, where he gets down and dirty and he will block and he will maul the guy in front of him to clear space for Ronald Jones or Keyshawn Vaughn or Leonard Fournette or whoever it is that they bring in to probably replace Leonard Fournette because I still think Fournette is out of here. You can't replace that with Odell Beckham Jr. He's he's played two full seasons in 7 years. He's not a reliable team guy. He's not reliable to even be on the field for a full season. He's an ego maniac, stats and selfish driven diva. And that is the last thing That the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to bring into their facility. And I realize, I do realize, that some of these things that I'm saying could and have been applied to Antonio Brown. We saw the very public meltdown that Antonio Brown had. But his relationship with Tom Brady, his friendship with Tom Brady, is what allowed the Buccaneers to give him a chance. And he was on the thinnest of thin ice. Odell Beckham Jr is not going to comply with that and if the Bucks have problems with him and they cut him there's dead cap that they have to deal with. There wasn't that problem with Antonio Brown. He was on a low money deal with you know an easy out for the franchise. They could say, "You know what? You so much as don't cover your mouth when you sneeze and you're out of here and it's not going to cost us a thing, but it's going to cost you" Any chance you had at revitalizing your career, any thought that the Buccaneers need to or should give up draft capital to bring in Odell Beckham Jr. between his contract, his attitude, his mentality, his unavailability would be a complete and utter failure by a front office and a coaching staff that we just saw win a Super Bowl by the way that they built this team with team-first guys, guys that were willing to take a back seat when they were asked to or when they were told to, and they all bought in. I want nothing to do with Odell Beckham Jr. on this football team because he will torpedo everything with that it's time to jump over to another friend of ours and that is our good friends at rock auto chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers With RockAuto.com's prices being the same for everybody and being reliably low, they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, just like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everyone and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com for to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck just right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Some NFL teams, the games may be over, but the work is just beginning. Join Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak of Locked On NFL Draft podcast every Tuesday as they start their Team Takeover Tuesday offseason series. Each week, each week, they pick a new team, take a deep dive into potential front office and head coach signings, roster review, free agent strategies, and go through a team-centric mock draft. That's Tuesday over at Locked On NFL Draft, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are wrapping things up here on a solo Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks at JayArco underscore bucks and at d harrison eighty two. We are going to wrap things up today with a familiar name, a familiar player, a familiar voice. This comes courtesy of SiriusXM NFL Radio where hosts Bill Lekas and former Buccaneers general manager Mark Dominic were speaking to the former face of the defense, former face of the franchise, former captain, defensive tackle Gerald McCoy.
3: I actually tore the quad tendon, and the tendon controls the flexion of your knee. So I actually had to learn how to bend my knee all over again. I had to learn how to uh, basically walk again with some normalcy. And now I'm working on uh, running and getting the strength back in my leg. Now I'm just in the strengthening phase. So I'm past all the range of motion and all that stuff. Do you have a time frame for yourself, or what are they telling you as far as when you're going to be full go for, for everything, when you're going to be, free in your mind, 100%? Well, I won't be there until the prior training camp. That's just for security. There's no need to rush it. Uh, around training camp. I'll be full go. But right now I'm still ahead of schedule. And uh, I go see uh, my doctor this week clear me to be able to pass physical for free agency.
1: We just saw the Bucks win the Super Bowl. And would you consider that, obviously, as a, as a landing spot as well? Or are you open to all 32 clubs? Or is it, is it going to be specific even more so than that?
3: I would love to go back to Tampa. A lot of people had, uh, they kind of misunderstood what took place between me and Tampa. And they think it was, well, he left or Tampa released him. Nah, it's just there was more to it than that. All the issues or whatever that I had with Tampa, we worked out last season when I was with Carolina. Let me kill this narrative right now. I did not go to the Carolina Panthers to get back to Tampa. If anybody thinks that football means that much to me that I would make a life decision based off trying to get back to the organization, they don't know me. So I didn't go to Carolina to get back to Tampa. Um, it had nothing to do with my decision, and there's no bad blood. You know, I talked to Jason Light. I talked to the Blazers. You know, I text all my teammates. I text these guys all the time, especially after they win. And then with them winning the Super Bowl, I was really excited for those guys. But with that being a situation where I could go back there, that would be great. You know, I still have a home there, and I've always loved Tampa. I grew up a Tampa fan as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was blessed enough to be drafted there. And I've always wanted to experience winning in Tampa. So it would be great to be there.
0: All right, again, that was Gerald McCoy on SiriusXM NFL Radio with Bill Likas and Mark Dominic talking about his injury and uh, the potential return to Tampa Bay. And look, you know, Gerald McCoy's another guy. He's dealt with some serious injuries throughout his career, more so flukes than, uh, than anything that was constant or reoccurring. But I'm not here to talk about Gerald McCoy's injuries. I'm here to talk about a potential to re- return to Tampa Bay. Now, the first things first. I would believe that a Gerald McCoy Tampa Bay Buccaneers reunion would hinge on whether or not the Buccaneers bring back Dominican Sue. I don't really see a way, unless Gerald McCoy is willing to take that Nacho role, you know, that Raheem Nunez Roaches took, where he's kind of the rotation guy. Again, talking about team first mentality, taking a backseat to other people. But Dominican Sue and Vita Vea. What they are able to do in the middle of that defense is so vital and so important. And what Todd Bowles is asking them to do defensively, and Dominican Sue does it better than Gerald McCoy does. Now, I love Gerald McCoy. I've been a big fan of his uh, you know, ever since he was drafted by the Bucs. I was a big fan of his when he was at Oklahoma. Uh, I, I think he's a great player, I think he's a great dude. I don't see a reunion happening. With the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I truly don't. I think they, they want to bring back Indomin and Sue. And if they can't, they're probably going to go another route. Now, he says that that the problems that he had with Tampa, the problems that Tampa had with him, that was all resolved when he was with Carolina, which is great. You know, that's a name that, you know, we just finished our question of the week of you know, the next guy's inducted in the Ring of Honor. Gerald McCoy is a name that will probably end up in the Ring of Honor one day. But I don't see a situation where he and and Sue are coexisting because Sue would be the starter. Sue would be the guy and Gerald McCoy would come in in a rotational role. The other, the other issue is as we've been talking about nonstop is the money. How much money is Gerald McCoy going to want? Now he signed that one year deal with Carolina and got $8 million. He signed a three year deal with the Dallas Cowboys, For $18.3 million. But the Cowboys had an out. And when he got hurt, the Cowboys cut him. They released him. And they only had to pay him $3 million. So, is he going to be willing to take role player money? Backup player money? Does he want to come back to Tampa that badly? Is he willing to come back and play second fiddle to... Not only somebody who was drafted ahead of him in that draft class back in 2010, but is also wearing the number that he wore for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, don't, I just I don't see it happening. I really, really don't. And I know a lot of people will be excited if Gerald McCoy were to make his return. And it would make for a great story, you know. The things come full circle, and, and now he can come to Tampa, and he can play with Tom Brady, and he's got the help with, you know, that the so many people said that he never had with JPP, who he did play with. But now he's got Shaq Barrett, he's got Devin White, he's got Indomitansu, he's you know, he's got all these other pieces around him. He would have a chance to finally win in the city of Tampa. It's a great story. It's just not a realistic one. That's a Disney movie or a Disney Plus series. It it's not it's not how this NFL offseason is shaping up. In my opinion, in my opinion, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off base here. I just don't see a reunion coming to a head between the Buccaneers and Gerald McCoy as as much as he's out here talking about how much he he would love it. It's a two way street. And they can say that they squashed all the all the beef and settled all the issues and fixed all the problems all they want, but it's a two way street. The Buccaneers would have to want him back, and I think right now they would prioritize Andomik and Sue and potentially a draft pick over a reunion with Gerald McCoy. With that, I am out of here, please. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you are sending us your Would You Rather Wednesday questions over at 813-444-5841. Or you can email them or email a voice memo to lockedonbuckspodcast at gmail.com. I will not be here on tomorrow's episode. So I'm going to miss out on some of these would-you-rather questions. We might have to save one for Friday like we did for David. But I uh, have some family things going on, so David's going to cover me. Much appreciated. And, um, yeah, until then, make sure you're following along on Twitter, at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at Harrison 82 and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another. And we thank you so much for joining us right here